This is Maurice Philogene, and welcome to the Tri Life Farm podcast. Well, you may not believe it, but I've been an actor. I've tried out for the NFL, been a street cop, federal agent. I've worked my way up the military chain of command to the rank of Lieutenant Colonel. I was also an executive at a global consulting firm, hundreds of millions of dollars worth of real estate in the United States. I've started developing on a Mediterranean island, and to boot, I've traveled to 100 countries over 300 times, and generally all this stuff at the same time. No, I'm not trying to be everywhere. I'm not trying to do everything. What I was trying to do, and I'm still trying to do, is to try life on, to plug into planet and earth as intended, and to fill my life book with experiences and relationships, and not just accept the status quo. So what we're gonna do on this podcast is introduce you to the mindset, the skill set, the soul set, the approach that is Try Life On, and expose you to the people who've been doing it just like me, their tools, their tips, their tactics to trying life on, because we all can try life on in our own way. So sit back, relax, let's go for a ride. Let's go try life on. My name is Maurice Philogene, and I have interacted with a lot of you, and it's just really, really good to see you. And this conversation came about because of a lot of the conversations that I have with you online were like, man, we'd love to get to know you. We'd love to hear more in depth about the story rather than the snippets of information that you put out on LinkedIn. We know that there are deeper philosophies for what you are trying to get across to us, better tools for what you are trying to do that you could share with us. And I just decided to pull together a meeting so you can ask whatever questions you would like. About three weeks ago, I made a post that said, hey, if I did a LinkedIn Live or a meeting, would you? what questions would you ask? And I got a bunch of questions. So I have them loaded. So I will be answering those, but I will also be answering anything you would like me to live that just comes up on your mind. So if you can just raise your hand, which I think you can, you can, yeah, you can raise your hand digitally and my boy Mike will grab you for me and bring it to my attention if I'm talking too much and we'll go from there. All right, so try life on. I keep talking about that. I keep saying that phrase. What is try life on? Well, try life on is a philosophy. Try life on is a mindset, a skill set, and a soul set to living lifestyle you do not need a vacation from. It is something that I figured out over time, but I have started to formally pull together to help other people like you and actually connect with other people like my girl, Christy Sullivan, who are doing it in their own way. And the beauty about this community is there's so many of us who are out there trying life on our way. We understand that life is something to be practiced, not something that's supposed to happen to us. We understand that you are supposed to thrive in life. We're not just supposed to exist in life. So I am trying my damnedest to get the message out using my own story as evidence of the art of the possible. Now, obviously everybody's life is different, but certainly I've had a very interesting journey and my journey is just getting started as far as I'm concerned. And I know that draws attention and I want it to because I want you guys to try life on and feel what I am feeling being plugged into earth and planet on a daily basis. So I'll spend the next roughly 10 minutes just telling my story, maybe from a different perspective that you haven't heard from before. You guys can pick at that. I'm gonna say some things that I've never said on social media before. So it'll be interesting for you. And then I have an amazing gift for you at the end of this that someone who had a conversation with me is allowing me to share. So my story, I am a Haitian immigrant kid, born in New York, raised in Boston, came down to Washington DC via University of Virginia, graduated in 97, mechanical engineering degree, did ROTC. My family's not military, I just needed a way to pay for school. So that ended up happening. And then I played varsity football as well. But I'm gonna take you back even further than that to when I was 15 years old, something happened that started this whole journey and this whole concept of Try Life On. I just didn't realize it was happening. My father sent me overseas to France for 30 days to live with the family of my exchange student, Matthew, who's still my friend to this day, because he had stayed at my house the previous summer. So my dad sends me over to France to stay with his family for 30 days. This is 1990. His father, three days after me being there, says, get your stuff. He puts my stuff in his old 1983 stick shift puke green Range Rover and proceeds to drive me, inner city kid Maurice, around the country of France for 30 days. French funerals, French castles, French women, French wine, French food, French Boy Scouts, French professional sports games, 
you have to think if I was an inner city dude at the time whose only values were what clothes was I wearing, what girls could I, could I get, it changed me fundamentally to my core. It seeped into my nervous system. What that trip made me figure out, or I didn't realize it at the time, was that life is very much about experiences. I thought that life was the city of Boston. Then I went on this trip and realized that life could be something very different. So that was the first pivotal event that has led to everything that you guys are feeling for me out in the social media space. The second pivotal thing that happened to me was when I was 21 and I had just graduated from University of Virginia. I was in New York City with my family and I bought the book Personal Finance for Dummies. It shook me. I like financial stuff. It shook me. I started to fix my personal finances. And that's when I found the phrase passive income. Passive income means income that is coming to you divorced of your need to physically be somewhere. So then it started to click in my early 20s that, oh, wait a minute. If I can create this passive income stuff, I can go back to when I was 15 years old and start to have all those experiences again and have all those feelings and emotions again. Those are the two things that happened that then led me on this journey of doing real estate for the specific purpose of earning financial freedom. And people really get financial freedom confused with you want to be rich. That's not what financial freedom is. Financial freedom is that you have enough money to cover your basic needs and more because I don't like scarcity. I just like abundance. You have money coming in to cover your basic needs. And that means you have time. And that means you have choices. I wanted time and I wanted choices and I wasn't going to stop until I got them. So my journey, and you probably read it, involved investing in single family homes for a period of 14 years. I got to 35 single family homes. I systematically used those paychecks for 14 years without fail. And I kept buying real estate. Some good, some bad. I didn't care. I just course corrected along the way. And I found myself with 18 paid off homes by 2015. That was 160 grand of passive income. You would think I would leave work at that point, but absolutely not, because I told you at the beginning that life was about experiences, not money. There are certain experiences that working in the corporate environment, assuming it's a positive one, and where I was working at Accenture, I was doing stuff all over the world, and I was asking my company better questions. I wasn't concerned about being promoted to partner or anything like that. What I wanted was experiences they would give me in international environments things for me to learn, business skills, et cetera. I'll fast forward to today. I'm now 47 years old. I am out of the W-2, the W-2 being 25 years at Accenture, which is an IT management consulting firm, 15 years as a street cop for the Montgomery County Police Department as well, which I did at the same time. We can talk about that if you have questions of how I would somehow figure that out. And then I was also a federal agent through my military career and retired as a Lieutenant Colonel after 22 years. And of course, all the while I was doing real estate on the side. In 2018, I met my now partners and we built Quattro Capital, which is a private equity investment firm. And I've done 30 apartment complexes where we'll buy the complex, raise money from investors, improve the complex, and everybody will benefit from the work to include the residents who get a better quality of life. When that shift from single family to multifamily was about helping other people achieve financial freedom faster than I did. Single family got me to financial freedom. Multifamily is helping me get other people to financial freedom. All right. So that that is my story. It's a long one. And what I didn't say in there that I'll say now is that original trip to France where I had all those feelings and emotions and relationships, I figured out that experiences and relationships were the pinnacle. So I've never stopped traveling. I've been to almost 100 countries 300 times. I will continue to travel in some respect, but I also want to explore more of my own country and more of my own neighborhood. I'm thinking about that a lot more now, especially because I have a nine-year-old who's, who's very much grounded here, but I do travel quite a bit. And lastly, and then I'll stop and I'll see if anyone has any questions about the story. Over that time, and this is why you see the philosophy of Try Life On coming around, I have figured out that life is something to be practiced. I am a travel hacker to the 10th degree. I can figure out how to get to Germany for dinner tomorrow for 200 bucks if I have to. It's a skill. And remember I said, try life on as a mindset, skill set, and soul set. One of the skill sets in there 
is to make the world smaller. You can make the world smaller. A plane is nothing but a bus with wings to me. So when people say, man, you get on planes a lot, then I will tell them, man, you go to Walmart a lot. It's the exact same thing for me. It's, it's not something extraordinary for me to be on seven planes or something like that. It is just an ordinary thing that I do now because it's a skill set and a mindset that I have developed over time. The world is very small. If people I love call out to me and say, hey, we need you to come to Sweden tomorrow, then with the permission of my family, or at least I have to get my family situated, which is not always easy because my, my family suffers sometimes when I move around like that. But if someone calls, then I can get there very, very quickly. Life is to be practiced. We can all do that. It's just that we weren't built with that mindset coming out of college. The rules we were given was that we got to get a job. We got to climb the corporate ladder. We have to get the highest possible salary that we possibly can. And all of a sudden you find yourself at 55 years old with a high title, with a lot of stuff, and you've never experienced the world. That's not the way we should be living. And I'm very, very passionate about that to the extent that I started a coaching business just to help people develop lifestyle. So that is the story. Let me just pause there and see if anybody has just any general questions with, with respect to that. Hey, Maurice. Uh, I, we've exchanged a couple of DMs on Instagram and stuff like that. Oh, man. Uh, I look vicarious a little bit through you. Um, quick question, 29. I'm just going to ask you for your advice straight up. Sure. I don't want to take too much time. No, you can't. Um, 40K liquid, 90K a year right now at Allianz. Is getting a condo right now a bad idea? Eventually, I want to get into a multifamily, but I live in New Jersey and just it just it's not feasible at the moment. Yep. I just what would you do at 29 with 40k still living at home? Yeah, that's the right question. So uh, listen, with no debt, you have no debt. Even better, it's not a money thing. It's not a money thing, Alex. It's a goals thing. Okay, so when I work with my coaching students or even talk to myself, I'm restating my goals now. You have to tell me what the goal is. If you have 40K and the goal is, hey, Mo, I didn't talk about the five principles. I will. When I work with my students and we go after the mindset, skill set, soul set, our activities are focused in five freedom areas, time freedom, financial freedom, geographic freedom, freedom to execute on your purpose and freedom to build meaningful relationships. Because if you're only building relationships with your job, then you're never going to grow outside of your job. But if you say that the goal is, hey, Mo, I need to build this amount of passive income because I want to be around the world or I want to get out of my career, then there is a way that you would orient and use that 40 grand and money as a resource to do something. It's not, hey, let me go buy a multifamily. That's going to solve my problems. That's just not the way that it works, right? The 40 grand is a resource. Now, Maybe you have, and I tell people this all the time, you don't necessarily need to go do real estate to have financial freedom. Real estate is for later. You can orient your, your, your life right now to a freedom-based lifestyle, especially post-COVID, focusing on virtual income and having the ability to move around, right? You buy assets and you put them on the chessboard such that 10 years from now, when you don't have the ability to make money that way or don't want to make money that way, you have assets that are paying you. The short answer to that is I don't know, because I don't know your goals well enough to give you advice on how to direct that resource. But real estate is a very goal-oriented topic. And, I, and I've said this before, I've had three real estate lives. My first was single family doing exactly what you just su suggested, Alex. I was buying them so I could secure freedom at some point. The second real estate life is multifamily to help other people. And my third real estate life is the overseas stuff because I want a different lifestyle for me and my family. That has zero to do with money, but they are all goal oriented. So that's the answer to your question is I don't know because it should support your goals. And that's where you apply money and how you apply it. We're going to break down the, the rest of the session into question and answer into three buckets. And feel free to raise your hand if you have a question in, in whichever bucket. One is leaving the W-2, how that happened, how you can do that. Two is real estate. If you have any specific questions like my man Alex did, please ask that question. And three, overall lifestyle design and what it means. I've bucketed all the questions I received so far in those three buckets, but I see someone with a hand raised out there right now. Yeah, my name is Michin. 
I mentioned. Um, yes, I'm from a, I'm an immigrant, also from Africa, Liberia, to okay. be specific. I'm very much interested in real estate. My husband have a trucking business, and we're trying to get into a passive income. We have the trucking business, but it's all paying bills, and we don't have the time and the freedom. And we have some money set aside, but it's not so much the money, it's just getting to real estate, how I can kind of, can branch our income from being a, in the trucking business to getting to real estate and starting from small, taking a baby step and working our way out. Yeah, um, and I don't know how real estate, first of all, thanks for calling. You're from Liberia? Are you calling yes. from Liberia or you're just from no, Liberia? No, I, I, I'm from Liberia, but I'm calling from Atlanta, Georgia. Awesome, I don't know. Is Liberia Central Africa? West Africa. West African. Tu parles français? A little bit. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I lived in Africa for a year, but in East Africa for the most part. Just one clarifying question. Why do you want to get into real estate? Is there something wrong with trucking? Nothing is wrong with trucking, but my he doesn't have the, the idea or the skills to where we can branch the trucking into making more income come in. You know, we just have, we have a couple of trucks. Mm-hmm. And I think one is the fear of him, him not trusting or having an idea or what to branch out. And me being the woman, I want to kind of, my mind is all over the place. So if I can get the idea of yeah. how we can make that passive income, but not just the income coming in, but for our children, we have three kids. Okay. And one is in college and the second is going to college next year. Mm-hmm. And we just need to build generational wealth for our kids. And possibly go back home and help others as well. Makes sense. So this is what I would say about that. There's a post that I did either yesterday or the day before that talked about persistent assets. Persistent assets. I see you, Tasha. Money coming out of your trucking business, just like money coming out of my coaching business, is great. It is an asset in that it is creating revenue that you and I can use today to live. The challenge that you and I have and that you are talking about is taking that revenue that you are making and buying a persistent asset like real estate, because that will be around for a very long time, even when you guys no longer want to or physically can't do the trucking anymore. That's where I think people are missing part of the strategy. I understand people make millions of dollars on YouTube. I understand people make money from online products. And I definitely understand that people work the W-2 and get a paycheck, but there's going to come a day where we can't. So in some capacity, you've got to get the education around real estate. If real estate is the asset that you choose, you've got to get the education around real estate and transfer that amazing revenue that you're getting out of your trucking business and start buying assets systematically with that money. Now, people want to go get real estate and they want to have a million dollars worth of real estate in one year. It took me 14 years. It took me 14 years to get to a level of income where I knew that I would be fine with real estate. It took me 14 years. Nowadays, there's so much information out there. I think people can do it way faster, but you've got to go get the education on how to take that amazing money that you are generating out of that trucking business and get that money into pieces of real estate. Even if you do it inefficiently, Minchin, that's okay. And by by inefficiently, I mean, I put a down payment. I don't like having a mortgage. I'm just going to buy it outright. I'm going to buy one piece of property a year or one piece of property every two years outright. It doesn't matter. It, it meets the goal. I think people are just impatient and don't see the long-term vision of having assets on the chessboard that will pay you forever. But again, when you're making money from the trucking business and move it into persistent assets like real estate, find that post that will help you. Okay, Minchin? Okay, but where do I get the education? I've been following you for a minute. I follow your podcast and everything, but where do I start as far as that education? I've been reading some of your books that you recommended. My suggestion would be, first, see the post about the persistent assets. Second, search my post for the word books. There's five books that I always recommend. And then thirdly, I really like seminars. I really like them. Although I'm self-taught on the single family side, my, my mentor in single family was the library. I just kept going. I kept reading and I kept going and I kept reading and I kept going. But the thing that I did not do was have analysis paralysis. The first deal that I ever closed in 2002, I brought the book from the library to the closing table and just did what it told me. 
The reason I like seminars is because you are surrounding yourself with other like-minded people who are trying to do what you are trying to do. It's much easier to do this stuff in a village. Awesome. Thank you okay. so much. You're welcome. Next up, we have Tasha Johnson. Hey, Maurice. Uh, first of all, just wanted to thank you so much for doing this webinar because I've been following you for a while too. So quick question. My goal is to leave eventually the W-2 world and I want to use real estate as a means in doing so. So I've been thinking about wanting to purchase like an apartment building. So I'm just curious. I just wanted to pick your brain in terms of what criteria do you typically look for when you're thinking about investing in a particular piece of property? It's okay. goal oriented first. So let me go off the, the first goal of you want to get out of the nine to five at yeah. some point. Yes. If, if that's the goal and you're looking at real estate to generate revenue, then I don't care if it's multifamily or single family. I'm looking for the thing that most efficiently creates revenue. Okay. It, now, multifamily has much more scale than single family. However, you're going to have to pull together some level of a team. It, it's typically not done solo. You're going to have to pull, pull together some level of a team to do it. But in terms of criteria, I would just be looking for the asset that pays the most revenue persistently. So for example, if I get a windfall of money today, I'm not necessarily running out to buy an apartment complex with that money. I'm, I'm most likely knowing me going out to buy a condo with cash with that money because I like the way, at least in the Washington DC area, I like the way that residents around here seem to stay for two to four years on average par, if not longer. And when a condo is paid off, then you're, you know, around here, you're looking at 1500 to 1700 worth of revenue monthly. If mm -hmm. I did three condos that way, that's $6,000. Now that's not as sexy as a hundred unit apartment building, but it's effective. Okay. So I would be looking at the thing that most efficiently generates the revenue that you need to get out of the nine to five. And we could talk about that a little bit offline, Tasha. You have my info too. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I think we're going on questions right now. Okay. I see a question in the chat. Michael Purvis asked, what made you get a coach? I did have a coach on the real estate side. Again, my original coach in real estate was just the library. I just went and read books all the time. And during the weekend, I would just do what the books told me to do. A coach gives you the information and collapses your time from point A to B that much faster. When I talked about skill set, the tri-life on philosophy being made up of a mindset, a skill set, and a soul set, when I talk to my students, one of the freedom principles is freedom to build meaningful relationships. So you guys know the story. I've been doing real estate overseas in the Mediterranean. The goal for that was not necessarily money as it was lifestyle. I wanted to build a dual country lifestyle. But my quote unquote coach is my current business partner who happens to be the husband of a friend that I graduated college with. I found out that he was a real estate developer on the island. I don't wait when I see an opportunity. I called him, Zoomed him. And a few months later, I was in his living room on his couch asking him questions, showing what value I could provide. And now we're business partners working on our third and fourth development. He's my coach. When I set up Quattro Capital with my partners, we hired a business coach because we knew that that business coach could help us organize ourselves and get from point A to B faster. When the students who work with me from a lifestyle design perspective hire me, the reason they're hiring me is because they know that I have 25 years of experience building this mindset, skill set, soul set around trying life on and building lifestyle you don't need a vacation from, why would they go recreate the wheel? Why not pay someone who is skilled for their time so they can get you from point A to B faster? That is one of the skills and probably mindset things that I would encourage you to think about. We do come out and come into the professional world and like hold money to the chest and like, no, I'm not going to spend money on that. The best money you can spend is on your own personal development and education. We spend $100,000 to get a degree at a university that we may or may not use, but we won't spend $5,000 to meet with someone who's already done with what we want to do. In every circumstance, any level of success that I have had is because of my lack of ego in finding someone who has done that thing before me. And I don't care if it's a business thing, a money thing, a lifestyle thing, 
being a street cop, I found someone who was a street cop before me. I go ask that person questions because people, it is people, a coach or just a friend or a resource or the reason why you guys are here on this call, it is people who collapse our time frame down from point A to point B that quickly based off their experience. That's why I pay for coaches. That makes right. sense, Michael? It does. It absolutely does. I love coaches. And it's not always perfect. It's not. But I'm not going to sit around and ponder. And if I don't have the money to get a coach, then I'm going back to the library. Period. Someone has already done what it is that you want to do in some capacity. Okay. Got Angel next. Angel, what's happening? Hey, Maurice, how are you? Hey, there you are. What's happening? Thank you. Thank you. I think you actually just answered my question in your last comment. Unfortunately, I'm not 29. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't have the years to kind of build that up. So what would you suggest for somebody, which I think you may have just answered that question. You know, it was a little bit got to be, has to be a little bit more on the fast track. I hear you. I'm, and I'm totally with you. When you say fast track, what, fast track for what? Well, you know, I, I think I, I have the same goals as a lot of people, you know, leaving that, that W2 job is great. It might not be able to be something I can do yep. because I didn't start this quick enough, yep. but at least, you know, get to that point where I'm more comfortable, you know, in retirement and knowing that, that's my W-2 is not what I'm going to be relying on. Right, right. In so let me, later years. let me ask you one more background question. So let's say you were quote unquote retired today, which I don't even know what the word retired even means nowadays, but let, <laughs> let, let's say you are not working for W-2. Where, where are you and what are you doing? Where, where, where is your heart set? Where would you feel like, man, like life just feels good. What would you be doing? Who would you be with? What is that? I'd like to have flexibility, mm -hmm. which is always nice. So, you know, again, doing something on your own. Real estate's my thing. My background is construction. Mm -hmm. I've been a construction superintendent for years. I started out in the industry and accounting. So this is where I'd like to be. I understand. Do you physically work in an office or at a job site? Currently, I'm not working. Currently, you're not so, working. Okay. Right. I got you. So this is what I tell my coaching students all the time. And, and Angel, for what it's worth, I have coaching students now. Who's my oldest? She is. She's 56. I have a 56-year-old, very, very senior corporate person out of an IT firm, and she's totally changing her life. She's leaving a very, very high salary to move to something virtual such that she can have the freedom and flexibility to move around the planet so she can be more artistic in her life She's going from doing an 80 hour a week down to probably about a 25, 30 hour a week because she has started to see the writing on the wall that money is not everything relationships and experiences are. So the thing that I tell people who are in your position is like, you can orient your lifestyle today to be more freedom based depending on what your goals and your passions and dreams are. At the same time, whatever money you're making working virtually or whatever you're doing, you can prepare for the future you still have to prepare, Angel. I am still, I'm 47. I am still buying assets because I have generations behind me that are I am responsible for. The age doesn't matter. It's building up the tolerance and the skill set and being consistently going after assets and putting them on your chessboard. That's going to take care of you 10 years down the road. But this notion that we have to be at work every day because I got to go buy a piece of property tomorrow is not true. You can live a freedom-based lifestyle now, virtually. Christy Sullivan on here is a great person to talk to about that, if you can track her down. You can orient that way. I orient all my coaching students that way. You get rid of blockers. In certain cases, like I'll have people who they can't take their computer out of the country because their bank doesn't allow it or something. Well, then we're gonna get rid of that blocker. We're either gonna go to a different employer or we are gonna get a different role or we're gonna change it, but you have to identify what those blockers are, get them out of the way and start defining your lifestyle. But to your point, there's no reason that you shouldn't be systematically storing your money to go after assets along the way. And that's what I don't want people to get confused about because I do talk about real estate sometimes. 
I am never suggesting that real estate or any other asset is the thing that gives you freedom. That's actually garbage. In post-COVID time now, we can create a freedom-based lifestyle leveraging so many different tools. I don't know if that answers your question, but you, you can orient yourself now. And I know you say, well, I'm late. No, you're not late. You're just starting. You get started. There's no late. I think that's great. I, I appreciate your help for sure. Awesome. That's just it. Mindset. That's what it's got to be. It's got to be mindset. And I want to add, look, when we got out of school, again, we were given a certain set of rules to operate by. Societal pressure says that we have to climb the ladder, we have to get a title, we have to look a certain way, we have to drive a certain way, et cetera. You can break all of that. The way that it broke for me in my particular situation was I was an analyst, I made consultant, I was a consultant, I wanted to be a manager, I was a manager, I wanted to be senior manager. And when I got to senior manager and they started talking to me about partner and I looked at my life, all I saw was more responsibility coming, not more freedom. So I said no to promotions. I said yes to doing 20% of things at work that would give me the 80% of result, saving my time and protecting my time and using that to invest in real estate such that when age 46 came in 2021, I walked out the door while everybody else was still chasing titles. Don't chase titles, chase freedom. Appreciate Thank it. Man. Yeah, appreciate Thank you. Man. Yep. Thanks. Dava said, ugh, agree. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Mike, any questions out there? I'll go back to the chat. Not seeing anyone raising their hands over here. Okay. I have a question here about how I executed multiple careers at the same time. And this is kind of one of those funny things that I think is worth discussing. Because when people tell me, Maurice, I don't have enough time, I don't believe it. I see, I see, uh, Ola out there with a question, but I'll, I'll finish this point. We have time and you've seen me post about this quite a bit. My prime time was four, is still 4 a.m. to 8 a.m. I was still up at 4 a.m. today. <clears throat> 4 a.m. to 8 a.m. to work on your dreams, your goals, whatever. When you go to work, what you're actually doing is you're working on somebody else's goals. Your job is paying you to work on their goal, on their dream, on their mission. You're helping your boss buy that Lamborghini. You should be focused on your goals too as a priority. And for years, and I still am, I was. So 4 a.m. to 8 a.m. was prime time for me. That's four hours a day. That's five days a week. That's 20 hours a week, 80 hours a month, 960 hours a year. That's 5.71 weeks created. If you add another four-hour block on a Saturday and Sunday, you've created a whole two months. So Maurice, where did you get the time to create these businesses? I made the time. I made a 12-month year into a 14 month year, just by getting my butt up all the time. In terms of having the multiple careers, this is what I mean about trying life on. I was told coming out of college, you're supposed to get a career and focus on it. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. Life is about experiences and relationships as I told you. So I wanted the experience of not only being an IT executive, but I wanted to be a street cop before I died. I wanted to be a federal agent. I wanted to be an actor on TV which I did for quite some time. I wanted to do real estate. And now I want to do some stuff in the media business. I found a way to do it. And if you think about the previous comments that I was telling you in terms of trying life on and using skill sets, relationships make things happen. In terms of being an executive during the day and a street cop at night, one relationship that I counted on within my corporate firm helped me figure it out. Instead of presenting her a problem to solve, I asked better questions and then I created a solution for her to support. The solution was, I'm an executive during the day, Gail. I need to go to police academy. Here's how I think I can do it. Will you support it? And her answer was yes. And I love this woman for doing that because she allowed me to be a street cop for 15 years while I was an executive during the day. Normal society would tell you that it's not possible. And I would tell normal society bullshit. Everything's possible. I don't believe it. Normal society and societal standards were created by people no smarter than anyone on this call. So when someone tells me it's impossible to be a street cop when you're an exec, when did you sleep? When I found time. Or I use vacation strategically. Or I got help from my family. This is where I tell you that you can practice life. 
I got so good at it. I will give you an example. Working all day for my client in DC, IT client in DC, a US federal government agency, coming home, spending a little bit of time with the family to the extent possible. And thank God I had a supportive family, sleeping for an hour, waking up at eight o'clock, putting my uniform on, getting in the patrol car at 8.30 and I'm patrolling the streets. Everything's from shootings to burglaries, to high speed chases, to DUIs, to fights, pick it, I've done it. When I finished at 6 a.m., I would rush home. To the extent I could, I would get in a little cat nap and I would cat nap in the car. I got really good at it in between calls. It's called radio ear. I can explain it later. But if I had court at 9 a.m., excuse me, at 8 a.m., I would get up, I'd put my suit on for Accenture, for my IT firm. I would run to court, which was very close to my house, go in. I knew the state's attorney. Typically, my cases were solid, so I just needed to sign in. You got credit for showing up in court. You got three hours credit, which is four and a half hours because of time and a half. And then I would walk out of the courthouse. I would walk to the train station, which was four minutes away, get on the train, on the metro, go down to DC and start my day. It flowed because I practiced it and I got it over time. I got really, really good at it. Life is something to be practiced. So the people that tell you you cannot do X because there's no time, tell them to pound sand, get up, work on your passions, create what you want that's bad enough, create what you want because you want it bad enough and go do it. You have 28,000 days in a lifetime to live. I'm 47 now. I'm in the, I'm in the high 9,000 range. I don't have time to mess around with people's doubts and neither do you. So I'm encouraging you that try life on is something very real. You can practice life. You can get better at it over time and you can do the things that you want to do. And lastly, it is not about money. It is about experiences and relationships. And you can get very good at the mindset, skill set, and soul sets around it. Skill set, tools. I want to be around the planet. How are you going to do that, Maurice, if you have 900 pieces of mail coming to your house on a monthly basis? I virtualized all my mail. I don't receive mail anymore. It comes to an online interface. Tool sets. There's ways to do it. All right. So I just went into a rant there, but I go into a rant when I hear people say that I don't have time to do something. No, you have time. What you lack is commitment to self. That's on you. Get around someone like me who has a mindset to push you forward, not the people who will pull you down. Stay away from those people. All right. I see stuff in the chat. Uh, next, next up, a uh, hand raised. We got uh, Enoch. I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong. How you doing? It, it's Enoch. How you doing, Mr. Maurice? Um, What's up, I'm, brother? Nothing much. I'm good. I recently just came across your content probably within the last like two weeks. I was on YouTube one day and I was just scrolling them through my recommended and I saw a podcast called The Black Wealth Renaissance. I think yeah, it was a great interview. Title was like your freedom cost less than you think. And I was like, what? I didn't know. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> so I just clicked on it. Come to find out you're not too far from me. I live in PG County, Maryland. Like I live probably like 30 years. I think you're from D.C. Yep. Well, I'm actually in uh, Montgomery County. Oh, God bless him, but like I really love Anthony Bourdain. Like before he like <laughs> honestly, I you heard about you, that. Yeah, you talked about that in the chat. Like I, I think so. I'm Nigerian. I've never been there before. I was born there, but I haven't been back since. It's really wild. I remember when he went to Nigeria years ago. Like I watched that episode on CNN, and I was like, wow, yeah. this man makes my country look so cool. Like I was like, what? Like I want to do this. Like I want to be like Anthony Bourdain. <laughs> like honestly. And when you said that, yeah. I really resonated with you in that aspect. And I follow you on Instagram. I think you were just you were just somewhere like last week in a different country. I was like, this man really lives what he talks about. Like you really do travel. Like you like don't sit down in one place. Like you're like going places. I'm like, wow. Right. But it's not vac I want to make clear, it's not vacation, it's just life. Right. Yeah. 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 So I, so I love yeah. that. And I want to share with the rest of the folks. Thank you for bringing it up. These are the types of things that I don't really get to talk about on LinkedIn too much because it's just a snippet. But when I was doing all the traveling and going to places like Finland, Sweden, Turkey, Amsterdam, Brazil, I would ask friends to come with me sometimes. And some, most times I would get kind of not a cold shoulder, but like what brother is going to Turkey, you know, 30 times and no one really got it. And that's okay. But sometimes you do get a bit of a lonely feeling doing those things when the rest of society is like hanging out at the bar or something like that. Well, I found Anthony Bourdain and Parts Unknown. 
at a time when I felt so down, because if you consider I was doing Accenture, being a police officer, doing real estate and being in the military at the same time. And I was also trying to experience the world while being a dad and trying to be the best partner possible to my girlfriend. <clears throat> it was really, really hard. And when I found Bourdain, he was traveling the way that I was traveling. So it was almost like I had a brother when I needed one, like a, a virtual brother, if you will. Uh -huh. Fast forward, I tell you, there are skill sets to trying life on, relationships. And you, you will be surprised how the universe will present opportunities to you. And the opportunity it was presented is I made a relationship with a particular person. That particular person does work with someone who worked on Bourdain's show. Wow. As soon as I realized that and made the connection, I pushed hard to add value to these particular relationships. And where I have landed is last week I was in Granada, Spain, where Anthony shot or Tony Bourdain shot season two, episode two. And I met the entire cast that was on that show. And then I've also am working on something with some people who are associated with the show. So I'm literally engrossed in the Anthony Bourdain world now. That's what I mean about trying life on and leaning into things outside of the circles where you normally run. If I'm an IT executive and I only hobnob with people in the hallways of the IT world, then that's all you're ever going to do. But if you can humble yourself and make relationships outside of the universe that you are familiar with, then what happens is you start executing what's called the beginner's mindset. You go back to being a first grader when things were new and felt good. You go back to actually learning. You say F you to the rat race and pressing repeat every day. I don't like that. I don't like to be pigeonholed into one thing. I don't think there's anything wrong with it because specialization is okay. We need doctors, we need lawyers, we, we, we do need that. But a lot of us want to experience life in unique ways and not feel stuck. One of the ways you don't feel stuck, Enoch, is exposing ourselves to different things and what you just articulated or what you noticed was that I was doing something radically different and you you caught that. So thank you for catching that. Uh-huh. Yeah, of course. I think oh, the next thing I wanted to say was um, I'm 22. I just graduated college last year. I work in IT. I work for Walmart Global Tech as a cloud engineer. So I've been doing that for the past since like July. I'm fortunate enough for me, like I have friends who hate their job. I don't hate my job. I just know my job isn't the end all be all. And I feel like I picked that up really quickly, like six months in, seven months into my job. And I think my thing is like, as a 22 year old, young African-American male, what do you think are some things that I could just start doing to set myself up for success? I know like you're big into real estate. I have a good amount of liquid cash in my savings account, but I know it's probably not enough, mm -hmm. but I do want to start getting into that just to create passive income. So, hey, if I want to take off my job for like two weeks, I can do it because I know I mm -hmm. have something behind me that's still supporting me. Like I want income that's like, I guess, essentially that's outpacing the rate of inflation because inflation is very real and i want money that's like always going to be there even if my let's say I want right. my job like i can do that comfortably kind of like you like anthony bourdain like i love that like i even need to rewatch that that show yeah well listen you're 20 brother you're 22 you're just getting started so if you ask me my advice this will be my advice Mm -hmm. education self-education on things like real estate self-education on things like lifestyle design self-education on passive income self-education on the fact that getting a title does not mean success we're chasing some ghost i don't know why we do that well maybe i do 20 to 30 years of formal education tells us that that's what we're supposed to do there's no and i loved my i didn't i didn't hate my corporate life in fact, I talk about it on LinkedIn all the time. I don't think anything's wrong with a nine to five. I think there's something wrong with the bullshit approach of how we use it, right? But the thing that I would tell you now is educate yourself on financial topics, lifestyle design topics, lean into new relationships so you can continuously learn and you'll, you'll be fine. And also last, lastly, your standard of living, every commercial, every ad you see on the internet is always about increasing your standard of living. The reason why people have to work until their 60s and 70s is because their standard of living is such that it forces them to. So keep your standard of living pretty consistent to the extent possible. You'll have to create less passive income than most people would actually need. All right. Thank you so much. Cool. I'm definitely want to invest into your mentorship stuff, but we can talk about that later. I'll probably choose you a DM on it. Yeah, man. <laughs>
definitely no, do that. No Thank problem. You for your time. Nice to talk with you. Nice to talk with you as well. Let's do uh, Markel. Hey, Maurice. Hey. Been following you for probably about two weeks now. I'll keep it brief because more of an observation than anything. Really appreciated what you said regarding life is something to, you know, that you practice. I'm 47. I'm from Boston. Oh, my man. <laughs> I'm calling you from Atlanta. Been down here for about four years. I have a background in commercial real estate from a broker perspective, and now I'm in risk management. And so I think, you know, I've got two daughters, 121, one turned 18 today. I've had very similar sort of goals and hopes and dreams, and I've accomplished some of those things and others haven't, not so much. And I think it's really more or less excuses and just a lack of, I think, a lack of execution on my part. And so, you know, I'm on my second marriage, life is so much better, you know, and I'm pursuing those goals now. And so, you know, really wanted to jump on and, and hear what you had to say. But yeah. that was probably the biggest observation for me was that and, and, you know, everything was really kind of the pursuit of money. And so really yep. thinking it's not about the money and more about the lifestyle and the design of it. Those are things that the biggest takeaways I'm going to take from today. So just want to throw it out there. I know you want to talk to a few more people. I'm running out of time. No, that's okay. And I, I will add to you, don't feel like, oh, lack of execution. It's very hard to execute without a framework. It is very hard to execute without a framework. So even though I quote unquote figured it out for myself, I mean, I post that 10 step plan. I posted it today again. I have posted that same plan for the, for the last two years, every two weeks. And I'll get a comment from time to time. You're, you're posting the same plan. Well, no shit. That's the one that worked for me. Right. It's hard to do it without a framework. Maybe if you want to talk offline sometime, I'll, I'll I can explain more in depth. Matter of fact, I have something for you right after this that will help you because there was a gift I was going to give everybody and I think it'll help you. But what I was going to say was look for frameworks that help you develop lifestyle you don't need a vacation from. Frameworks. So my framework includes what's your personal blueprint? What's your business blueprint? Excuse me, what's your perfect day? What's your personal blueprint to match that perfect day? Great. Then what's the business blueprint? What business do we want to build or what virtual job do we want to have that supports the personal blueprint, which gives you the framework to have your perfect day whenever you can? There are frameworks out there that can truly help you develop what it is that you're trying to do. And there's a recording I'm going to give you guys that might might help you somewhat. Love it. Appreciate okay. it. Thanks so much. My pleasure. One more, Mike. Cool. Um, let's go with uh, Nadir. Nada, nada, no problem. Hey, what's up, man? Good to you meet you, can. too. No worries, man. I just want to say, obviously, thank you for this uh, insight. Uh, that's number one. And number two, I want to ask, obviously, I'm in the UK at the moment. If you could ask yourself, or if you could give yourself, go back in time and ask yourself, what advice would you give yourself if you could go back in time, say, for your 25-year-old? I did that whole journey outside of my immediate family, who I'm grateful for. I did that whole real estate journey, travel journey, having three careers at the same time journey, generally on my own. Okay. Because it was very hard to find, look, look, there are 50 people on this call right now. That means there are 50 people who are trying to figure, I think we started with 55. That means that there are people out there with like mindsets who are trying to figure something out. And I couldn't find them back then. So it was very entrepreneurially depressing for me. It was tough. It was really, really tough. The reason you see me being so vocal right now about lifestyle design and the, the power of real estate and the power of community is because I don't want people going through what I went through. There are people who are quietly existing in corporate or quietly existing in government who are miserable. Miserable. Find like-minded people and get around them. Find like-minded people or people who've executed on what it is that you want to do and model them. It took me too long to figure that out. I finally figured it out in 2015, 16. I went on a deployment. I ran a field office for my federal law enforcement agency in Turkey, then went to Africa for a year and ran an office there. And I got home to the U.S. and I was depressed. And I finally figured out that I needed to find like-minded people. And I did. Quattro Capital was built along with some other things, and I've just been on, on cloud nine since. So the, the advice I would give you is whatever it is that you're trying to do, find like-minded people mm. 
when people get together, man, our brains really merge and you form a bit of a mastermind in what you're doing and you get from point A to point B faster. It is amazing. Everybody tries to do things on their own. There's no need for that. Mm. That's why I'm speaking out loud. Fascinating. No, great, cool, great, cool. 100%. Thank you. My pleasure. My pleasure. All right. It's two. It's just about 2.30. I'm going to wrap up the call by saying, look, it's not a very black and white thing to express to you guys. But the reason I wanted to have this call was to just say out loud that you can try life on. You can practice. You can develop lifestyle you don't need a vacation from. I don't believe that getting a title and having the max paycheck is a level of success. I believe success comes from you figuring out what it is that makes you happy and not hurting people along the way to do it. Success can be a very different thing. I am going to try to get the mindset, skill set, soul set pieces of this out more often. To that end, I've started a podcast. I've already interviewed, man, I am finding people who are doing stuff around the world that you guys have no idea. Everywhere from Arctic Finland to your native Lebanon, where my buddy started his winery, to people here in the U.S. I was just speaking with someone in Singapore yesterday who left corporate and leveraged real estate. Just six, just six pieces of real estate he leveraged, and he's done. That's it. So I'm going to get those stories out. I hope that you listen to the podcast. It'll be called, it'll be the Try Life On podcast. It'll release soon. And then lastly, as a parting gift. There was a great conversation that I had. Someone paid for a consultation and we had a very, very deep rooted discussion around the five freedoms, time freedom, financial freedom, geographic freedom, how to get it, how to orient around it, how to practice life, how to execute on travel hacking, how to exit the W-2. It was a far reaching conversation I thought was incredible when I listened to it. I am going to send you all the link for it because this amazing human said he was okay with me sharing that conversation. So a lot of the things that I couldn't talk about on this call today, I did on that one. And I will drop the link for you guys after this call. But I wanna thank you for spending the afternoon with me. The 200 reservations, I was kind of shocked that that many people came, but then I wasn't. Because we were all looking for our own way to try life on in some capacity, and we can, and if I can guide, if I can give you any mindset, skill set, soul set, tools and tips and hacks that can help you, then I'm all the for I'm all the better for it. And I appreciate y'all. And thank you so much for interacting with all the posts that I do. I do that. I don't schedule those things. I just wake up every morning, I think about it, and I just post. So thank you for giving me feedback. It's very helpful and soothing, to be honest, because I, I do want to provide value for you guys but you're showing me that I am. So I'll keep it up as long as it's helping you. And if there's something I can do for you, send me a DM. Other than that, I hope you have a great rest of your day and this recording will be sent out to you. Okay? Thank you. Joining right, everyone. Guys. I appreciate Thank you guys. Thank you so much, Thank you so much, guys. Appreciate, appreciate it. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks, Maurice. Bye, guys.